If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the angels of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. The late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Hello and thanks for tuning into the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I trust this finds you well wherever you may be tuning in from. Today I want to bring you a lesson on mastering the art of your calling. How to master the art of your calling. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. And I want to share with you about how to master the art of your calling. You know, friends, we've always heard about successful people, right? But if I were to ask you, what makes a person truly successful? What would your answer be? My definition of a successful person is someone who knows what they've been called to do and devote all their lives into doing it. Successful people focus on their core strengths because that is where they get their highest return. When you drift away from focusing on your core strengths, you become mediocre. We've all heard about basketball legend Michael Jordan and and how great he was uh, at basketball. When he quit the game of basketball to try baseball, he only lasted one year. Why? Because baseball was not his area of expertise. When you discover what your calling is, focus on becoming the best at it. You know, that does not mean you shouldn't try other things, but keep the main thing the central focus. Aristotle once said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but is a habit. You can't be a master at everything. A caged bird can only go as far within its confines as it can. But once you release it into its natural habitat, its source. As humans, we are all born with special talents and gifts that if discovered and nurtured can turn all of us into geniuses. What is yours? Author Stephen Pressfield once said that we can't become anything we want to be. We come into this world with a specific personal destiny. We have a job to do, a calling to enact, a self to become. We are who we are from the cradle and we're stuck with it. Our job in this lifetime is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we're emerging we ought to be, but to find out what we already are and become it. If you're born to paint, then it's your job to be a painter but be the best painter the world has ever known. If you're born to overthrow the order of ignorance and injustice in the world, then it's your job to realize it and get down to business. What Pressfield means here is that you can attempt to be a master of all trades, but it may only take you longer, cost you more frustration, cost you more money, and may only bring you temporary satisfaction. 
The truly successful people attained success by doing what they were called to do. My friends, the question I have for you today, what are you called to do? Take the story of the late Michael Crichton, America's best-selling author, producer, director, and screenwriter, best known for his work in the science fiction, medical fiction, and thriller genres. His books have sold over 200 million copies worldwide, and many have been adapted into films. In 1994, Michael Crichton became the only creative artist ever to have worked simultaneously charting at number one in television, film, and book sales, with ER, Jurassic Park, and Disclosure, respectively. Crichton showed a keen interest in writing from a young age, and at the age of 14, planned on becoming a writer. He enrolled at Harvard Medical School when he began publishing his work. Crichton graduated from Harvard, earning a medical degree in 1969. However, never obtained a license to practice medicine. Instead, he devoted himself to writing. And this is my opinion here. I believe that Crichton attained more fame and notoriety through his books and movies than he would have had he gone on to practice medicine. And also believe that he was a subject matter expert in his chosen genre because of the knowledge and skills he acquired from medical school. Which brings me to my next point. Once you discover what you're called to do, devote your time and resources to become better at it. Master the art of your calling. Another celebrated author, Stephen King, once said, Talent is cheaper than table salt. What separates the talented individual from the successful one is a lot of hard work. When asked why he writes, King responded by saying, The answer to that is fairly simple. There was nothing else I was made to do. Wow, what a powerful statement. Nothing else I was made to do. He discovered that his, his, his purpose, what he was called to do, was writing. And that's exactly what he devoted himself to do. He goes on to say that I was made to write stories and I love to write stories. That's why I do. He loved what he did. And he said, I can't really imagine doing anything else and I can't imagine not doing what I do. My friends, what were you created on this earth to do? Discovering your talent is only half the battle, but becoming successful in it depends on how much time and effort you're willing to invest to make it truly worthwhile. James Allen, in his book, As a Man Thinketh, writes that the, the thoughtless and indolent, seeing only the apparent effect of things and not the things themselves, talk about luck, fortune, and chance. Seeing a man grow rich, they say, how lucky he is. Observing another become intellectual, they exclaim, how highly favored he is. And noting the saintly character and wide influence of another, they remark, how chance aids him at every turn. What they do not see are the trials and failures and struggles which these men have voluntarily encountered in order to gain their experience. Have no knowledge of the order to gain their experience. Have no knowledge of the sacrifices they have made, of the undaunted efforts they have put forth, of the faith they have exercised. They might overcome the apparently insurmountable and realize the vision of their heart. Everyone is born with a gift. But only those who master their gifts are guaranteed success in life. So how do you master the art of your calling? And this is where I want, I want to share 
uh, four steps that I think will help you master the art of calling. Perhaps you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, how do I even begin? How do I know what I'm even created to do? Or how do I start? How do I master the art of my calling? Here are four simple steps I want to share with you, my friend. Number one, discover what you created for. It's as simple as that. Discover it. You see, before you can become better at what you're called to do, you have to know what you're called to do. And it may sound like a no-brainer, it may sound like a cliche almost, but you have to discover it. What have you been called to do? What is it that comes naturally to you? What is it that brings you excitement? What is it that you'd love to do even if you're not getting paid for it? Discover it. And the best place to discover it, my friends, is to take an introspective look at yourself. Is it poetry? Is it writing? Is it speaking? Is it helping others? Is it, is it providing counseling to others? You see, once you know what you're called to do, once you discover it, no one can take it away from you. You can't be fired from that. You can't lose your job because of that, because it is innate. It is a part of you. It is in your DNA. That is who you are. So discover it. That's the very first step. The second step is to hone it. You see, discovering what you're called to do is just half the battle. The next step is to hone it, is to develop it, is to make yourself better at it. You know, you can't be great at something if you don't develop it. You can't be great at something if you're only doing it haphazardly. You've got to become the best at what you do. Remember, you're competing with millions of others who've been endowed with those same gifts. And if you don't add value to your gifts, you're going to become mediocre and you're going to become redundant. And you're going to probably ask yourself, why? Perhaps I wasn't even called to do this. Yes, you are. But remember, you're not the only one endowed with those gifts. Think about a writer, for instance. There is not only writer. There are millions, hundreds of millions of writers out there. The best writers are those who discover their gifts and hone it until they become experts at it. Enroll in a course, enroll in a writing course, enroll in a public speaking course, read the works of other authors and see what sets them apart. Identify the genre, the particular writing style and become the best at it. Is it fiction? Is it non-fiction? Is it personal development? Is it inspirational? Is it thriller? Is it romance? Is it comedy? Identify that aspect of writing that brings you the most excitement, that brings the best out of you. Own it. Become better at it. The third step, market it. You know, the Bible says, you can't light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it shines to all who are in the house. Whatever that skill is, whatever that calling is, whatever it is that you put your hands to, whatever it is that you find yourselves doing, my friends, once you've identified that, once you've honed it, market it. Don't put it under a basket. Don't hide your talents. Showcase it to the world. Let the world know what it is you've been called to do. Let your light shine. And the fourth step I want to share with you, and this is where a lot of us miss the mark because we think that once we discover it, once we hone it, and once we market it, that's the end. No, my friends, that's the beginning. The fourth part, which I believe has to be ongoing, 
is to improve it. This is where continuous self-improvement comes into play, my friends. Remember that so many hundreds of millions out there who are competing with you for the same talents and skills. If you don't improve those skills, if you don't commit to personal self-improvement, you're going to be run out of business and you're going to be wondering what just happened. There's so many people who are made redundant, not because they're fired by someone, but because they're firing themselves. You fire yourself when you don't commit to personal self-improvement. And these steps are so important, my friends, that I want to repeat them as I bring this podcast to a close. Number one, to master the art of your calling, you've got to first discover it. Once you discover it, you got to hone it. Once you've honed it, market it. And after that, commit yourself to continuous personal improvement. My friends, I hope that you found something valuable out of this week's podcast. And I want to remind you, if you've not checked out my new book, Believe, Dare, Become, what you believe and dare influence who you become, check it out. It's on Amazon.com. It's on BarnesandNoble.com. You can get the ebook on Google Play, on Apple Books, on Kobo, on ChristianBook.com. And this is coming soon to Audible in Spanish and English. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and this podcast has helped you in any way, please subscribe to it, leave a review, because this helps this podcast get to as many people as as it needs to. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. And until next time, dare to become.